all season. 60 games over 500. Every accomplishment. 111 victories. Every record. 100 RBIs this year. Has been overshadowed by what lies ahead. It's all for nothing if they don't get to the World Series. The playoffs are here, and Blue October is on. This is a playoff edition of Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. 11 wins. That is all that's on their mind. L.A. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Mark Christopher Auto Center. You can't miss with Mark Chris. Metro. The K-Line is now open. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer, we got this. Daniels Jewelers. Making diamond dreams come true since 1948. L.A. Trade Tech College. Visit aattc.edu. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. And now. Your host, you guys is an absolute stud, Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck. It's game three of the National League Division Series. After the Dodgers won the series opener on Tuesday, the Padres answered back on Wednesday night with a win to even up this best-of-five series at a game apiece. Tonight, the series shifts down south to San Diego for Game 3. Tony Gonsolin on the mound for the blue. Blake Snell, the left-hander, will go for San Diego. First pitch from Petco Park is set for 537. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We got a lot to get to. We're going to hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts, get his pregame thoughts. We're going to dive deeper into this Game 3 pitching matchup. In 30 minutes, your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. In 45 minutes, David Vasse will go one-on-one with Dodger reliever Chris Martin. Kirsten Watson is on the field at Petco Park. She'll stop by shortly in just a couple of minutes. We'll send it out to the booth at Petco Park and check in with Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Well, Wednesday night, Kershaw got into trouble early. The Padres came through late. Clayton Kershaw got the start. The future Hall of Famer went five innings, gave up three runs on six hits while striking out six along the way. Kershaw got into trouble early. Top of the first, Manny Machado, a solo home run down the left field line as the Padres took an early 1-0 lead. However, in the bottom of the inning, the Dodgers answered back. Freddie Freeman with a bomb. Three balls, one strike. And there's a high fly ball to center field. Grisham going back to the wall. He looks up and he's gone! A home run! Grisham jumped as high as he could, couldn't reach it. A Machado home run on the top of the first. A Freddie Freeman home run in the bottom of the first. And we're all even at one. Solo home run for Freddie. Dodgers-Padres tied at one. In the second, the Dodgers took the lead on a Max Muncie home run to right off of you, Darvish. And the Dodgers took a 2-1 to lead. The Padres, though, were quick to respond. In the top of the third, Manny Machado and RBI doubled the left. That scored a run and tied the game at two. Two batters later, Jake Cronenworth gave the Padres the lead with an RBI ground out, scoring Juan Soto, and the Padres were up 3-2. to two. The Dodgers down, but not for long. The bottom of the inning, Dodgers used the long ball again. This time, Trey Turner. Turner, the fifth leading hitter in the league this year. Fly ball to deep left field, way back there, and it's a tie game. Trey Turner with a home run last night. And another tonight. It's 3-3, and we're just in the bottom half of the third. Buckle up the seatbelts. We may be going for a wild ride tonight. 
Solo home run for Trey, his second of the series. That tied the game at three, and that's the top-tier play of the game. Brought to you by Arco, quality top-tier gas for less. Dodgers and Padres were tied, and it became a bullpen game after that. The Dodgers' offense had their opportunities in the sixth, the seventh, and the eighth innings. They had runners on, runners in second and third, nobody out, but unable to get that big hit and drive in a run. The Padres, meanwhile, got some help from some Dodgers defense in the sixth. A Trey Turner miscue opened the door for San Diego to score a run. Jerickson Profar, an RBI single, gave the Padres a 4-3 lead. They tacked on one more in the top of the eighth on a Jake Cronenworth home run to right. Padres took a 5-3 lead and never looked back. They go on and win game two by that same final score. Dodgers missed opportunities, miscues on defense. They went 0-8 with runners in scoring position. They stranded 10, 10 base runners as they go on and lose game two as the series is now tied at a game of peace and heads to San Diego for game three tonight. Tony Gonsolin on the mound. First pitch from Petco Park at 537. With more, we head down to San Diego as we say hello to Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Guys. All right, Tim, it's a change of venue and it's game three of the National League Division Series. We're all even at a game of peace. Some historical reference. The game three winner when tied 1-1 in the division series, has gone on to win the series 41 out of 57 at 72% of the time. Of course, now the Padres have home field advantage tonight and tomorrow, and if need be, there will be a game on Sunday. Let's worry about that then. Let's worry about where the Dodgers are now. One of the stories that we have been following really over the course of this season the Dodgers have not really had to play a game of consequence where it's really on the line. Last year, you remember the Dodgers and the Giants that were going at it tooth and nail from about the middle of May till the end of the year. The Dodgers won 106, the Giants won 107. The Dodgers had to win the wild card game against the Cardinals. Then they were all worn out in San Francisco to finish out that season. That was then. This is now. The Dodgers have had smooth sailing, winning 111 games. And really, at no point in this season have the Dodgers been tested in big, big games. Exactly. If I have any advice for this ball club, they've been through it before. Not all of them. They're on this present ball club. But if you look back since 2001, Dodgers have reached the postseason 14 different times, including this year. My advice is, right now, before the ball game, take a deep breath, let it out, and really start to understand exactly what got you to 111 victories. That was better defense than what we've seen in the first two. That was better hitting, situational hitting, than what we saw uh, so far in the first two games of this series. And for the Dodgers, I think, understand what they can do once they get rolling. And this ball club, at its best, really is what we have seen uh, when they've had an opportunity to kind of uh, take charge and grab the reins. Offensively, two sources of concern. Mookie Betts has really mm -hmm. been very quiet so far in the first two games, and actually since about the 1st of September, Betts' batting has uh, has tailed off some, and the bottom third of the Dodger lineup has not produced. Yeah, exactly, and I think lack of contact, consistent contact. You look at game two, the Dodgers had plenty of opportunities. They left a, a small village on the bases during uh, opportunities where if they just swung, put the ball into play, they could get a run, trade an out for a run. Wonderful concept, especially they had advantage to do it three different occasions in game two. By the way, they lost by two runs. The three runs would have made a difference in the ball game. This is a ball club, Charlie, that we don't know how much pressure they're feeling from within the locker room and that dugout, we're not there during games and understand, but I think they get a full flavor 
of how important game three is here tonight. And pitching matchup tonight, and we'll detail it in a little bit. Tony Gonsolin making his second start in the last 51 days. And then again, you have Blake Snell. He didn't do particularly well against the Mets, but second half of the season, he has been lights out. So it's a modified bullpen game for the Dodgers today. How long Gonsolin goes, we'll all find out together. Snell is, of course, going for the Padres in Game 3 of the National League Division Series. We'll detail that pitching matchup later on in the hour, Tim. All right, thank you, Charlie. We're off and running here on Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck. Coming up, we'll hear from Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. David Vasse will go one-on-one with reliever Chris Martin. We'll break down this pitching matchup. Again, your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest is coming up. But up next, Kirsten Watson on the field at Petco Park in San Diego. We'll check in as we lead you up to first pitch on this Friday night. It's the Dodgers and Padres. Game three of the NLDS. First pitch coming up at 537. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Padres game three of the NLDS. Tony Gonsolin and Blake Snell, the pitching matchup. First pitch from Petco Park in San Diego coming up at 537. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Brought to you by Cars for Kids, your trusted charity for car donations. Also accepts donations of boats, RVs, motorcycles, and real estate. Call them today, 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS or online at carsforkids.org. That's cars with a K. The series heads south to San Diego after a split in L.A., and I expect Petco Park, Kirsten, to be rocking. Yeah, look, everyone is expecting it. Honestly, I don't even know if, like, insanity is the right word, but, like, I think it's going to be electric. Now, usually I know we like to tease that uh, Petco Park is like a Dodger Stadium South is due to how many Dodger fans, one, are here, but also just the turnout. You know Dodger fans, they will do whatever it is to see and support their team. So I will tell you, the visual that I'm getting right now, there are a lot of Padres fans here. Now, there are also still a lot of Dodger fans. I know that when it came to the ticketing, uh, the Padres and Petco Park, they wanted to kind of obviously make sure that their hometown fans were here. But, look, the Dodgers are going to – the fans are going to find a way to show up. And I see some, and I know there's going to be a lot more here soon. And they were all lining up outside the stadium. So it's going to be a – it's going to be electric. What are the expectations for Tony Gonsolin, who hasn't pitched much the last month? Yeah, so realistically, he is built up to about uh, like 475 so it really just depends on kind of what the stress of the innings look like. And the um, the plan for him is to go for as long as he can for as hard as he can, you know. Control the strike zone. He told us yesterday that he is feeling really good. Uh, he felt like he had a really strong bullpen session his last one before heading into the start. So, you know, it's not going to be a full outing. Um, I think it's just the four inning is really kind of the sweet spot, I'd say. And then there's no plan specifically if it's going to be a piggyback situation they're going to use the bullpen as the situation uh, fits. So we could potentially see whether it's a Destin May or an Andrew Heaney uh, pick up in a piggyback situation, take down some bulk innings. But we also could see, we could all, we also could see just, you know, traditional bullpen guys taking down one inning, coming out. It's just all going to be situation-based. That's what the game calls for at that time. All right, Kirsten, Mookie Betts has really struggled in these first two games. How do they get back him on, how do they get him back on track? Yeah, well, you know, they always say, like, sometimes it just takes one swing. He had a big one in that last game. 
So hopefully that kind of can lock in for him. And Dave was telling us it's not when it comes to Mookie Betts, it's not necessarily, you know, the mechanics or anything like that. It's just, you know, you've got to find that sweet spot, that nitro zone for him. So the hope is, yes, that he can get going because, you know, we often hear from Dave when he goes, the team goes. Now, it's not it's not saying that they rely on him because, of course, they have guys up and down the lineup. It's just team you know, stacked when it comes to that. Um, but it's always an added benefit when you have someone like Mookie who, whether he's getting on base or things like that, just creating some more traffic because and it's forcing the pitcher to draw out of the stretch and then the positives from that standpoint. So they do believe that today could be a really big game for him. You know, they want him to be successful. They need him to be successful. So hopefully today he come out here and, you know, attack Blake Snell and the, the Padres bullpen. We'll find out. Thank you, Kirsten. We'll check in with you after the game. Still to come here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll dive deeper into this Game 3 pitching matchup. We'll hear from Dodger reliever Chris Martin. But up next, we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts as we lead you up to first pitch from San Diego. It's Game 3 of the National League Division Series. First pitch at 537. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of LA Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres, it's game three of the National League Division Series. Tony Gonsolin, Blake Snell, the pitching matchup tonight. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro. The K line is now open. Coming up, we'll dive deeper into this game three pitching matchup. David Vasse goes one on one with Chris Martin. But right now, let's check in with the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think. Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe. Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. You know, for me, it's just knowing the the, the kind of the, the heartbeat, the pulse of the guys. We're in a good spot. Um, uh, the only focus today from our guys is tonight. Um, uh, they're coming off a nice win, a, a big win. And uh, I, I thought, honestly, I thought we played offensively. We were fine. Uh, game two, I think that uh, we feel good, have a good game plan for Snell tonight. Um, so the only focus is tonight. Uh, the bullpen is raring to go. Uh, Tony feels good, and uh, kind of the uh, the mindset for him is to go uh, as hard as he can for as long as he can. And what that ne- what that means, uh, you know, time will tell. Okay, far right, Dave. Dave, has uh, any of your neighbors brought to your attention that you were leading off for the Padres the last time they had fans in a postseason game? And what do you expect as far as the environment tonight? Uh, actually, <clears throat> it was closer than my neighbors. Uh, it was my son who uh, who sent me something, uh, a young Dave Roberts, and, and kind of put the lineup together that was there. So, um, And Josh Bard, our, our bullpen coach, is in the lineup as well. So it was crazy just going back into that kind of time, period of time. Um, it's going to be fun. Um, I, I know that uh, Blake said it was, uh, Snell said it was going to be insane. It's going to be electric. And, um, you know, that's why we do what we do. And uh, to have the fan interest, excitement, uh, we feel it uh, in the dugout, both dugouts. So uh, it's going to be a heck of an environment, um, and it's going to be a heck of a ball game. All right, there's Dave Roberts down the dugout pregame. Brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit alignmenthealthplan.com today. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll head back out to Petco Park. Check in with David Vasse. Get you all the latest as we lead you up to first pitch. Game three of the NLDS Dodgers and Padres. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network.
This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres, the continuation of the NLDS now in San Diego after a split in Los Angeles. Tonight, game three, Tony Gonsolin and Blake Snell, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 537. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider. David Bassett. All right, David joins us now from Petco Park. And during the regular season, Dave, the Dodgers won 14 of the 19 regular season meetings. But here in the postseason, are the Dodger players seeing a different Padre style approach? Yeah, Chris Taylor actually said today when he was in the interview room that he believes the Padres are playing their best baseball of the season. And that means a lot coming from a Dodger player who saw the Padres the last month of the regular season nine times. Remember, the Dodgers and Padres played three different series in the month of September. And for Chris Taylor to say now the Padres are playing their best baseball of the season is significant. And he did uh, concede the Dodgers have to bring their A game to beat this version of the Padres. I presented that to Dodgers super reliever Evan Phillips. Here's what he said about the Padres. Yeah, you could say that, but I think we see you know everyone's best. Every time you play the Dodgers, I think there's always... Uh... It's an elevated game against, you know, the Los Angeles Dodgers. So I think us seeing the Padres so much this year, um, you know, we always want to win these big games. So I think uh, it being the playoffs, obviously these games mean just a little bit more. But I think you see that from everybody across the board. I think, you know, uh, the effort level has just increased, you know, as a whole across the board. Evan Phillips more than likely will be used at some point tonight if the Dodgers have the lead. He threw 26 pitches in the first game, but yesterday was a day off, so he's had two days off, and if the Dodgers have a lead, they need their best reliever in the game. David, this 2022 Padres team, especially after the trade deadline, is a group of guys that haven't been together too long. Is experience maybe on the side of the Dodgers in this series? Yeah, I think people forget about that, Tim. Tonight, as you know, will be the first postseason game at Petco Park since 2006 in front of fans. Yes, the Padres played here in the 2020 season, but there was nobody here. So this will be the first postseason game with fans at Petco Park. And a lot of these Padre players have never experienced an environment that they will experience tonight. But the Dodgers have been in the biggest of games, including Chris Taylor. And I asked him whether or not experience is something tangible that favors the Dodgers. I think the experience definitely helps, you know, just, uh, you know, having a bunch of guys that have been there every year and uh, we know what it takes. And, uh, you know, just having um, an experienced group, um, but I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, we just have a good baseball team and um, we're just focused on doing our job and each guy doing their part. And uh, I think we know if, um, you know, we play the way we're capable of, uh, things will take care of themselves. And Tim, that's kind of the sense I'm getting from these Dodger players since the postseason started against the Padres. They believe in the talent they have and they believe their talent is going to win out in the long run. Whether it's four games or five games, they believe their talent is better than the Padres if they play their game. David is brought to you by the Ford F-150 truck with an available interior work surface and 12-inch touchscreen. It's built tough. Visit your local Southern California dealer to test drive one today. All right, Dave, I was on Twitter about two hours ago, and I'm seeing all this stuff about cameras in the dugout. What's going on? 
Yeah, so before the postseason begins, Tim, Major League Baseball, from what I understand, does a side check for all these contenders that are going to be in the postseason and maybe even in the World Series. The home team signs off on where these camera positions are going to be. So it wasn't Fox Sports that put a camera platform in the Dodger dugout. It was Petco Park. They Mm. built that because it was approved upon. And when the Dodgers got to the ballpark today, in particular, manager Dave Roberts and bench coach Bob Guerin, they said, absolutely not. You're not putting a camera uh, at the end of our dugout, inside the dugout. So they were able to get uh, Fox Sports to move the camera into the camera well. But tomorrow night, it may be in the far end of the dugout because where it was placed tonight, it would have obstructed the view of the manager, the pitching coach, and the bench coach, and that just is not going to work. So these things are settled on way before the postseason begins, and Petco Park, under previous ownership, used to have a camera well for that camera right behind the on-deck circle where the Dodgers' dugout is, or right to the right of the Dodger dugout behind the on-deck circle. Instead, that ownership group took the camera well out to put seats in, and that's Mm. why they're trying to find a spot for this camera makes sense great stuff dave appreciate it we'll check back in with you in just a little bit dodger fans i need three contestants it's time for the six flags wicked good play of the game contest 866-987-2570 you predict the player in the inning the wicked good play will happen in tonight's divisional cha- uh, divisional game and if you're correct you're gonna win season passes to six flags magic mountain dodgers and padres game three of the nlds first pitch at 537 i'm tim cates this is los angeles dodgers audio network as we were saying this is morongo casino dodgers on deck on the official home of la dodgers baseball it's the dodgers and padres game three of the nlds tony gonsolin blake snell the pitching matchup first pitch from san diego coming up at 537 this is the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game. All right, our three contestants ready to go. Tina, you are first up. What is your guess, Tina? I'm going with Mookie in the fifth. Mookie in the fifth inning. Good luck to you, Tina. Gabriel is our next contestant. Gabriel, you get to pick next. What's your guess? Mookie in the first. Mookie in the first inning. All right, good luck to you, Gabriel. Kevin is our third and final contestant. Kevin, welcome. What's your guess, sir? I'm making it unanimous, but I got Mookie in the third. Mookie bets in the third inning. All right, good luck to you, Kevin. Good luck to Gabriel, and good luck to Tina, our three contestants. In the Six Flags Wicked Good Play the Game Contest, a world of fear awaits. Six Flags Magic Mountains Fright Fest select nights through Halloween with 14 terrifying haunted houses. And dare to enter scare zones, visit SixFlags.com for spooky deals on tickets and passes. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check back in with Rick Mondays. We're leading you up to first pitch on this Friday night. Dodgers and Padres, I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Padres game three of the NLDS. Tony Gonsolin, Blake Snell, the pitching matchup tonight from Petco Park. Still to come, we'll get to the keys to the game. We'll hear from Dodger reliever Chris Martin, but first. And now, joined by David Masse, here's LA Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. 
Rick, the NLDS has shifted scenes to San Diego and can't wait for it to start. It should be an electric night here at Petco Park. Well, it depends upon who's in the crowd because uh, we have learned and we have been told and it's been substantiated now that in an effort to limit the presence of Dodger fans here at Petco over the weekend, uh, the Padres have limited the direct sales of the Division Series tickets to certain counties in Southern California. So L.A. fans would have to go to secondary markets uh, in order to get tickets. So uh, the Dodger Blue that you see is uh, they probably had to use the initiative to find other means to get tickets because the Padres were uh, issuing tickets according to zip code or excluding tickets according to zip code. All right, Rick, let's shift between the lines because that's what matters. We're going to shift zip codes. That's right. We're going <laughs> to shift to the zip code of the field. Blake Snell on the mound, a guy that is my guy during the regular season, but not during the postseason. Oh, you know, finicky, <laughs> finicky David Bessay. Oh, he's your guy during the postseason. We no, regular you... season, not postseason. Well, well, okay, okay. There's a, there's a dividing line. We see you snuggling up to him during the regular season. We saw you snuggling up to him before game one of the series at Dodger Stadium. I mean, you know, this is our office, David. We overlook the field. We see exactly what you're doing. And tonight, by the way, congrats. That is a lovely (laughs) blue sport coat that you are wearing tonight. But for Blake Snell, uh, at times, he has pitched very well against this Dodger ball club. And for the Dodgers, quite frankly, I don't care who's on the mound tonight. The Dodgers have to do a better job of hitting the baseball, in particular with runners in scoring position. I mean, they have been very anemic. Uh, not only in this series, yes, they won the first game 5-3, to three. they lost the second game 5-3, to three, and they left a small village of people on the bases. You and Charlie have been talking about the lack of production at the bottom third of the Dodger order. It reared its ugly head again in game two. What are the realistic expectations the Dodgers need from those hitters to be able to generate runs? Well, first of all, the expectations are it's going to be a different combination of people at the bottom of the order. In tonight's ballgame, and that we're talking about, Chris Taylor is going to start in left field. Cody Bellinger will sit this one out. Gavin Lux will sit this one out. That means that Muncy goes to second. Justin Turner is going to be at third base. Trace Thompson, who's really had difficulty uh, making contact. He's 0 for 6 with three strikeouts in this series. He's going to be in center field. Austin Barnes will do the catching. Will Smith will serve as the designated hitter against the left-hander. Your guy during the uh, regular season, that being... uh, Blake Snow. All right, Rick, before we back out of here, Mookie Betts has struggled in the first two games of this series. He has struggled since September 1st. Dave Roberts has said, as Mookie goes, the Dodger offense goes. Yeah, well, Is it as simple as that? Uh, I don't think it's as simple as that, but it is a, a big, big reason. I was actually shocked uh, the other night because I had, uh, had just come out after Betts got on base and he was at first base and uh, I, I mentioned that uh, against uh, the Padres, Nola, who's going to be back there again tonight for San Diego, had caught just five of 67 attempted stolen bases. And also for you, Darvish, had, uh, had only caught two of the uh, the 16 that had attempted to go. I was shocked that Betts was uh, thrown out trying to steal, did not get a good jump at all. And that was a big pivotal play at that particular moment. So, uh, yeah, uh, for Betts, uh, he's not hit the ball well. He's one for eight. Uh, he's only struck out a couple of times he has, and that one hit was, was a double. But, you know, he could play some defense, no question about it. They need him to set the table because if we look at the winning combination, Betts, Trey Turner, and for uh, Freddie Freeman, 
they have set the table very, very well during the regular season. They need to kick it into gear. Not easy in postseason. This is a different animal. Hopefully we see some Mookie moments tonight in yeah, Game Yeah, we do, three. because we want to see that snazzy-looking <laughs> blue blazer that you have on tonight. We want to see that in the postgame interviews. Hey, they said don't dress like a slob, Rick, so I'm just trying not to. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you look up the word slob, evidently there's no picture next to it, huh? <laughs> I guess not, but I'm rolling with it tonight. We'll check you in look with, great. Thanks, Rick. We'll check in with you and Charlie a little bit later as well. Tim, we'll send it back to you in Los Angeles. All right, thanks a lot, guys. The Dodgers are driving towards the World Series just like Californians are driving to beat COVID-19. Let's continue to stay healthy and strong. Get boosted. Visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you. Still to come here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll get you a preview of this pitching matchup. Rick will be back with Charlie and get you the keys to the game, but up next, go high and tight with Dodger reliever Chris Martin. It's the Dodgers and Padres from San Diego. Game three of the NLDS. I'm Tim Casas, Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres, game three of the NLDS from San Diego. Tony Gonsolin and Blake Snell, the pitching matchup tonight. Still to come, Rick and Charlie will get you the keys to the game. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup as well. But first, David Vassay. And now, what will likely be Vassay fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is high and tight. The Dodgers and Padres are getting set for game three of the NLDS, and I'm joined right now by one of my favorites, and I feel like I've grown on him ever since he was acquired from the Cubs at the trade deadline. That is the one and only Chris Martin. Chris, thanks a lot for the time. Yeah, you're welcome. Fair statement both ways? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Can you describe the feeling of the team? You guys obviously have a lot of talent, so what's the border that you guys have to walk as far as being confident but not cocky? Yeah, just, you know, go out and compete. That's it. Um, Lay it all out on the field, and pretty much whatever happens, happens. You know, obviously there's a lot of things that can happen in this game, but as long as you go out there and give it everything you got, um, a good opportunity we come away with the series, but things can happen. Um, We're going to go out there and get everything we got. I know that. Chris, a special last couple of weeks for you. First save during the regular season, and then you get your first ever postseason save in game one of the NLDS. Do those moments, can you allow those to sink in right now, or is that something after you're done you could really reflect on more? Well, I've had uh, a couple in the in the regular season. First with the Dodgers. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just kind of look at it as any inning. You know, obviously we had Bess and, and – uh, Phillips and a couple other guys pitching great. Um, they can they can throw the ninth and do the closing roll thing, but they came in and got big outs in big situations. And man, those are just as important as the ninth inning. Um, you know, everybody down here can do it. I think that's what makes us such a great bullpen. And we're all bought into whatever inning your name's called. You go out there and you compete your butt off, and and results are results. Chris Martin is our guest before the Dodgers and Padres get game three going at Petco Park. You just mentioned as far as the hitters that you guys know you'll be facing. Seems like the Dodgers have redefined what a role is for a relief pitcher. Does that make it easier to to be prepared to come into the game? You know, I think they do a lot of preparation uh, behind the scenes that not everybody else sees. And they're really good at it. They know who, you're, who, to, fa- who to put you up against you know for you to succeed and 
uh, your best options and, and things like that with the pitches that you that you have and things like that. And I think that's the biggest difference, obviously. Um, I think that's just kind of where the game's going. Um, you know, there's some teams that do it the old school way and there's some that do it new. And I don't think there's any wrong, right way to do it. It's just whatever is comfortable for the team. So right now, you know who on that Padres team, Chris Martin, should be ready to face? Um, no, not necessarily. Um, you know, I, I feel like I get both righties and lefties out. So um, I think that's why they kind of came and got me that way that it you know, obviously matchups will play in, but I can also get a lefty out being a right-handed pitcher. And, uh, you know, I have a good idea, obviously, but, uh, you know, things change. Games yeah. get kind of crazy in the playoffs, and every out really matters. So just be ready for whatever situation comes. Chris, you've been through championship seasons. You were a world champion with the Braves last year. What does it take to get to that part of October? How do you get through each series? One game at a time, one pitch at a time, the, the cliche thing, yeah. you know, everybody says it, one pitch, one at bat at a time. Uh, some luck is involved there. Some big plays get made. Um, it's kind of crazy that what it's, you know, what is involved in all of it. Um, but, yeah, you got to go out there and compete and take it one step at a time. Don't look too far ahead. That's when you can get in trouble. Is this your personality on the mound, too? You seem so even-keeled. Um, it'd be pretty funny if you could hook up something to what's going on in the brain. Uh, I'm super nervous. Uh, I'm anxious to get out there. Um, but you just got to learn how to just, just bottle that up and, and go out there and focus in one pitch at a time. Uh, no matter what happens, whatever, you know, things happen. You just got to go out there and clear the mind and make a pitch. Well, I appreciate you keeping your butterflies under control doing this interview. I know you get very nervous around me. Oh, yeah. Um, luckily, there's not a camera. You know. Thanks a lot for the time and continued success and health the rest of the way. You're welcome. You too. There he is, the man, Chris Martin. Hey, was that a wrist joke there, Tim? We'll send it back to you. Yeah, might have been. Might have been. All right. Thank you, David. Tequila Heradora is a proud partner of the Los Angeles Dodgers and is here to bring us together in toasting and celebrating the boys in blue going forward into the playoffs. Extraordinary awaits. All right, leading up to first pitch, Dodgers and Padres on this Friday night. It's game three of the NLDS. Up next, we'll break down this pitching matchup. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Padres from Petco Park in San Diego. Game three of the NLDS. First pitch coming up at 5:37. And now, before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. New vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit Toyota.com. They make it easy. Tony Gonsolin goes for the Dodgers, 28-year-old right-hander. He was great during the regular season, 16-1 and with a 224 ERA and 24 starts. Career best in most pitching categories, including wins, ERA, innings pitch, strikeouts, opponents batting average, and games started. He battled through a couple of stints on the IEL, especially in the second half of the season, in particular the month of September, where he spent the entire month on the injured list with a forearm strain. He made one start, though, in the final series against the Rockies before the end of the regular season. Two innings, one run, three hits, three strikeouts, and a no decision. He gave up just one run over 12 and two-third innings and a sub-one ERA in two starts against San Diego this year. 
He is 2-0, a perfect 4-0 in his career in six games, five starts against San Diego with a 145 ERA. He is facing Blake Snell, a 29-year-old left-hander, seventh season in the big leagues, five years with Tampa, second season with the Padres, made 24 starts during the regular season, 8-10 with a 3.38 ERA against the Dodgers this year, 0-1 in three starts with a 3.86 ERA in his career against the Dodgers, 1-1 with a 2.54 ERA in 11 starts. So it's Blake Snell against Tony Gonsolin, making just his second start since August 23rd. How much can I give him? We'll find out. Bullpen is ready to go behind him. Dodgers Padres. Game three of the NLDS. First pitch is 15 minutes away. Keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cates. This Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Padres game three on the NLDS from Petco Park in San Diego. Tony Gonson, Blake Snell, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 537. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. All right, before first pitch, let's head back out to the booth. The final check-in with Rick and Charlie. Guys. As we get ready for the third game of the National League Division Series, Dodgers and the Padres, of course, the Dodgers during the course of the year dominated San Diego, but the Padres with the win in Los Angeles on Wednesday night, feeling good about themselves. They now have the home field advantage in this best of five. It's a game apiece. The next two here, Blake Snell going for San Diego. He made 28 starts during the regular season, 8-10, and 10, a 3.38 ERA. Tony Goslin making just his second start in the last 51 days, sidelined with a forearm issue, and he's going to go three, maybe four innings. Yeah, and the question for Goslin is more than just uh, how long he can go. The question that I have initially, how many strikes is he going to be throwing early in the ballgame? Because if he gets into trouble, Dave Roberts, I would think, will pick up the phone and call the bullpen, and you don't have a whole lot of time to waste. I mean, after all, this is three. If you're going to run the table and go full series, it's only five games. Dodgers have to step it up. They need to throw strikes by Gonsolin. And the other part, too, is they're going to have to really, I think, kind of curtail their swings against Blake Snell, who changes speeds. But here's one thing to look for with Snell. First pitch against him in an at-bat a 418 batting average in the regular season. The other part, too, is he has two strikes on him. He's thrown the fastball over 70% of the time. Is that something the Dodgers go fishing for and just really sit back and look, anticipate? We're going to find out. Blake Snell this year, his first seven starts, he was 0-5 and and an ERA north of 5.5. His last 18 starts, 8-5 and and an ERA of 2.5. So it's the Dodgers and Padres Game 3 National League Division Series. Lineups and first pitch coming up. All right, first pitch when we come back. It's tied 1-1 in this best of five series. Game three is next. Dodgers, Padres from a loud Petco Park in San Diego. First home game for the Padres in the postseason in front of fans since 2006. It's ready to go. Dodgers are ready to go. Dodger fans, are you ready? Dodgers Padres game three is next. I'm Tim Cates. Has been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers audio network. Enjoy the game, everybody.